Hey guys, welcome back to City Lights Podcast. Um, this is actually our 10th episode. Very exciting, very happy. Um, we have with us today a very special friend and guest, Sam Overchenko. Say hi. Hello. Yeah, so um, Victor's not going to be with us, but we have Sam, and it's very exciting. I think, think long overdue. I've been wanting to get you on here for a little bit. Um, how are you, Sam? I'm good. Yeah. I'm done with college yet? I have three more exams, but oh, wow. I'm pretty much done. That's great. That's great. Which is exciting. What are you going to do with all your free time? Work. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keep a free time. <laughs> I've been wanting to get you on there here for a while, you know, because we always, um, you know, what kind of sparked this whole podcast thing was just me and Victor were talking about, like, we always have these conversations and, and we, we always want to get more and more people involved with conversations. And we know that... Um, you know, we don't usually speak in sermon format. You, we, when we talk about God with friends, it's kind of more casual, and that's what we, we always do. And I know that you always have these conversations, and it's so amazing and edifying. Um, and one thing that you always mention or always see coming from you is is having this um, this excitement about the gospel, not being ashamed, a, a kind of like. Um, you're like ha- always, always on this mission to preach the gospel, always talking about Jesus, you know, and I think that's somewhere we should always be in our lives, you know. Um, I don't know, what, what kind of brought you to that? Um, I would say a little bit of, I mean, of, of course, Christ. Um, but I would say the main thing is just realizing the reality of the fact that people are dying and even, even a sense of fear, you know, because Jesus says that if you love me, you will keep my commandments, mm-hmm. you know. So I, so for me to say that I'm a Christian and I love God, but I, I'm not, but I'm ashamed to preach the gospel in public, people that I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it is uncomfortable, you know, but you have to understand that it's, it's not your choice. Right. You know, it's, 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 if God's commanding you to do something, you got to do it, whether right. it's comfortable or uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, um, just one thing, seeing a problem in Christianity nowadays is is kind of this fear this uh being ashamed kind of keeping it in silence i know growing up like i like i was in school you know nobody really knew i was christian i kind of just like it was like whatever for me and and i think that's something we're lacking so much is men that are are just um so ready to preach the gospel so like i the way i picture is like eric ludy um he's a great uh pastor from colorado uh, he has a church called Ellerslie, and, and he, I love listening to his sermons. And he always puts this image in my head of a man, like, running into battle with the sword, just ready for to fight for God in every situation and, and always stand for the truth. And I think that's something we're lacking, you know, as, as Christians nowadays, the young men and, and the youth. Um, I th- you know, I think it's becoming more and more of a problem like that. Yeah, you have to – I think this is a phrase in the Bible, you have to gird your loins, mm-hmm. like – when when soldiers were um, were fighting, they would they had like these I don't know these robes and they would like they would like pick them up and, and tie them so they wouldn't get in the way you know so it's like you have to we have to prepare to preach yeah. the gospel you can't it's not a sense of just me being unashamed but I have to come to Christ I have to come to God and say God give me the strength and help me to not be ashamed you know help me to be bold um, bold like a lion because because God gives us boldness He gives us um, Bible says that we have not received the spirit of fear, but the spirit of what power, love, and of a sound mm-hmm. mind. So there's there's power um, in the Holy Spirit that yeah, He gives amen. to us to preach the gospel to people with, with 
unashamed, not afraid. Um, and so I, I would say that the main thing is to always be prepared, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. not just going to school or doing this just because, but understanding that I, it's possible that I may run into somebody that doesn't know Christ, and I need to be that person that's going to be ready. Because if, yeah. if I'm not ready, then majority of, like for majority, nobody else is going to preach the gospel to them because m- most right. people are not Christians. And if they are Christian, they're a Christian that's very silent and keeps everything to themselves. There's, you won't find a lot of Christians, just honestly, you won't find a lot of Christians that are going about on an average day-to-day basis preaching the gospel. Um, I would say like one in a, one in 50 yeah. Like, maybe not even one in 50. I, I think that's... But I'm, the point is, is that it's very few. Yeah. And that should not be the case, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like, one thing we always talk about is just always being ready. You know, if we spend time talking about God, you know, being in conversation with, with brothers of, in Christ and, and reading our word and, um, you know, like they say, like, if he's always on your mind, like like we had that one podcast about what's in your storeroom. If that's always in your heart is Jesus Christ, you have no no like other reaction but to just let it out and and just let it 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 will just naturally come out of your heart you know it's just out of your storeroom these these um testimonies and this love of god and i think we always we i know um i mentioned before we always pray for this the heart of god you know just like how jesus was moved for compassion for people the same way i want to be moved in that same way when walking down the street and and the Holy Spirit just tugs in my heart to go talk to this person, move with compassion, like you say, to realize that there are people out there who don't know God, and they're and they're gonna go to hell, you know, yeah. because they don't know the true. They may say, "Oh, I I know I believe in Christ or whatever," but they don't have this true relationship and and aren't truly saved, you know. And that's something we have to always um, keep in mind and have that mission mentality. You not necessarily we're not going thousands of miles away and, and preaching, but our mission field is wherever we are at right now, you know? Yeah. I have that thought all, all the time. Like, um, like even in, even in college where I see people, it's like, if I don't like if that person doesn't know Christ right now, if he, if he dies tomorrow, it's over for him, you know, it's, it's done. And, and I'm, and I'm a person that's, that carries this message, the message of salvation, um, to people that are lost and in sin. And who are those people? The whole world. The whole world's mm-hmm. in sin. So this this message, the gospel, is for all people. Um, like, like for me, I, I, I something I've been praying lately is, Lord, help me to be a beacon of truth where people can turn to um, if they need to find truth. You know, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to bear the bear Christ in my body. You know, I want to. Paul says, I he says, I travail as in birth, that Christ would be formed in me. I want Christ to be formed in me so that um, people, when they see me, when they see the way that I act, the way that I live, um, this, is, this, is, this is kind of um, a separate topic, but I believe it also goes in with um, not being ashamed because um, as, much as, you, as much as you shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel, you shouldn't bring shame to the gospel through, through, through the way you're living. Yeah. So um, you can't just speak a message of Christ if you're not living out that message in your own personal mm-hmm. life, you know? So that's something that I've been learning too, even in college. Like, because um, sometimes, like, I'm, I like to joke, joke around sometimes with my friends, make some jokes, and we'll be, like, laughing. And the next second, I'm like, I get serious to them, and I, and I mention the gospel. And, but that, and that transition can be hard sometimes, you know? Like, although it's not wrong to joke around, the point is this is that you, need, you really need to have, like, be really cautious of the way you live 
and it needs to get to the point where it's not even caution, but it's just simply your nat- nat- natural inclination mm-hmm. to do to not do anything that will put the name of Christ to shame. You know, so not being ashamed of Christ is also living mm-hmm. the way the Bible commands us to live. You know, yeah. So because. Um, I mean, would you say that it kind of ties into identity? I know we've we've talked about that before. Like, when when people see us, um, we want to be. You know, our identity is like, oh, th- they see Christ in us. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you have people who are. Um, you can kind of categorize people sometimes, or you look at that person, and be like, oh, like this guy, gym rat. You know, he's at the gym twenty four seven, or like this guy, car guy, or you know, this girl is um, whatever is she likes clothes, or whatever. Like, but. Um, what we always wanted to have is our main priority is like this guy is a man of God who, you know, who serves the Lord is not ashamed of what he believes and stands for the truth always. And I think, um, you know, that's, I remember having this conversation with you, like, what do you think that means to be identified with Christ? Um, what does it mean to be identified with Christ? <laughs> he's your, he's your everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't live without him. Um, it's like, if you go, as I was driving here, like I didn't, I didn't read my Bible today, or like yesterday, I didn't really read, and I was like thinking to myself, it's like right away, right when that happens in my life, when there's this point in my life where I don't read, or just like a day, like right off the bat, like I'm just like my heart is thirsting to go do it, you know? It's because like, it takes effort to go read your Bible, but sometimes you don't take the effort because you say you want to go, you go do something else, you go hang out or something like that, but. In truth, in your soul is just thirsting. You f- you feel it. You're like, mm-hmm. man, I need to go spend some time with my Savior. You know, I need to go, and that's why it's important to do that every day. But um, to be identified with Christ, number one, it's I think it's maybe even more simple than it, than it seems to be um, complicated. Just consistently spend time with Christ, and you'll come to learn that He's the only one that matters. Is that when yeah. when you have Him in your life, like you don't you don't care about everything else. You know, He's your like, to, if, in order to be identified with Christ, he needs to be your everything. Mm-hmm. He needs to be him in you, you know. It's where you, where you don't want anything of yourself. You don't want your, it even gets to the point where you don't want what you want, like, what you don't want what you're, what you've always wanted for so long. Mm-hmm. But you begin to want those things that Christ wants, you know, like wanting souls to be saved. That's not, that's not, doesn't come from man himself. That comes from Christ, you yeah. know. That's the desire of God. The Bible says that God does not desire that any wicked perish, but that all come to repentance. So, being so we were, t- we're talking about not being ashamed and that has a direct connection to identifying with christ because bible says jesus says that um you shall be hated for my name's sake mm-hmm. so that's the that's something that you that comes along with representing christ is that you may be like persecuted for christ you know yeah. so you, to be unashamed for christ is a huge deal you know that you have to understand that i can lose my life you know mm-hmm. say you go to go somewhere and somebody just hates God, you know, and, and like, even in, I don't know, I'll, I'll say third world countries, like, people will kill you for that, you know, yeah. they say you're Christian, like, that's, we don't have that here in America, but, like, I want to be in that position that if I go to jail for what I believe in, if I, if I have to tell somebody the, tr- the, the truth about their sin in order to lead them to Christ, and they get offended by, by that, maybe nowadays it can be something like homosexuality, you know, nowadays it could be something like, um, your sexual orientation. If I say something against them, to tell them it's wrong, and they get offended by that, and for some reason I get thrown into jail. That's the requirements that that it takes to be a follower of Christ. I mean, obviously you want to do those things in love, but I guess the I guess the way to to like 
um, finalize that thought or to bring it into like one sentence is that to be unashamed of Christ, you have to, you have to be identified with Christ. Um, and that in itself is, is um, what's it called? It's a huge, it's something that can bear not consequences, but suffering, you know, because mm-hmm. it takes suffering to bear with. What did Christ do in this? Or he suffered, you know? Yeah. He, he came here from, only for one reason, right? That was to do his Father's will and dying at the cross. So there's a life of suffering ahead of The Bible says that he who seeks life and godliness will suffer persecution. Um, and one more thing that like, I think that goes along really well with this conversation. Jesus said that he who is ashamed of me, I shall be ashamed of before my Father. But he who confesses me before a man, I will confess before mm-hmm. my Father. So wow. when I mentioned like the fear, you know, the fear aspect of preaching the gospel, like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be only fear. It should be a love for Christ. But a, but a part of it is fear, you know, because the Bible says, like, if you are, if you have like some kind of sickness, and somebody and somebody gives you the diagnosis of that sickness, your fear of dying is good news for you because you're going to seek a cure. Mm-hmm. You're going to seek um, treatment. So when you see that the fear of that, if I if I'm not bold, if I'm not if I'm if I am ashamed of Christ, that Jesus would be ashamed of me before my Father, and you can you could even say that that means that if Jesus is ashamed bef- before of you before his father, that means you're going to hell, you mm-hmm. know. So thinking about it like that, like the Bible, Jesus said that a tree, that a tree does not bear fruit. What is it? What is it? Um, what is its value? It has no other value but to be Carl, cut down yeah. and thrown into the fire. So if you're a Christian and you're not bearing fruit, one of those fruits being unashamed of the gospel, then you have to really understand that if, that you need to turn your life around. Mm-hmm. You need to have you need to come before God in, in humility, even in repentance, and say, "Lord God, forgive me." You know, it's like Jesus wasn't ashamed to die at the cross for you. So why should you be ashamed to yeah. maybe get some kind of ridicule for the name of name of Christ? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I have a couple questions. Just just so many like, things to say about what you said, but you know, my my first kind of question or statement from that is. Um, you know, here in America, we kind of have it pretty good. And the most you'll probably get, you know, preaching the gospel to someone is is a weird look or like maybe you'll, you'll get cussed out, whatever it is. And and I think we're so, a lot of times we get into this comfort zone that we, that we you know, think our life is so good, you know, I, I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable. And we talked about this in a previous podcast where, you know, a comfort, a comfort, comfortable Christian is, is a weak Christian, you know. Someone who who doesn't step out of comfort zone because once that persecution comes, you know, you will not stand, you will fall, you know, because um, if you're ashamed of Christ and you get a little bit of, you know, lashback or whatever it is, if it doesn't go your way, you know, because the devil's not going to make it easy on you if you're preaching the gospel, you know, he's yeah. going to send people that are going to try to put you down and everything. Um, I, I think we have to understand that persecution comes with preaching the gospel. 100%. I don't know, like, yeah. I know just going to Father's Heart is, uh, Father's Heart is something I know Sam goes to, or we used to go much more often, but Sam goes to now, um, every Saturday. Here and there. Here and there, yeah. It's it's like kind of a soup kitchen out of a food truck type thing. And they go preach the gospel, maybe sing some songs, and we'll hand out free food. Um, I mean, like, you know, going there for the first time, it's like, it was it was so difficult because like for me it's like I've never done anything kind of like this and you kind of have this fear of like 
man, I don't know what these people are going to say, what they're going to think, are they going to even listen to me, is it even worth it doing this, you know? And you have all these, like, lies and thoughts, you know, and it, it was so hard to break out of that shell to, to realize, you know, and it's still hard sometimes to go talk to people. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess the question would be, you know, how, if, if someone's listening right now, you know, I know I had a shell and maybe you had a shell too, what would you say to someone who has this shell that needs to break out of the shell and, and have experienced this, um, this love for Christ and this zeal and this, like, uh, this mission mentality to go out and preach um i mean for me i think for me what really sparked a desire to preach the gospel was me just doing it for the first time Mm -hmm. um because i i I knew the message i knew the gospel but um when i actually got to like telling somebody about christ and seeing that that they accepted it that they listened to me and that the gospel was changing their heart where they started to ask questions and Maybe they started tearing up, you know, because the, the, the gospel applies to everybody. Everybody's mm-hmm. in need of Christ. So people, when you talk to people of, of sin and speak of a, a cure to that sin, being Christ, um, they can't resist, but r- right off the bat, the Holy Spirit starts doing the work in their heart and starts convicting them. When you see that, like, it kind of just, like, sparks, sparks something, sparks something in, in you as a Christian to want to do it more because you see... It brings you joy that souls are being saved. You know, that's yeah. that's. I would say that's the number one thing is that it, it, it's as much as it brings God joy, it begins to bring you joy. Yeah, and I know you mentioned this sometimes. Like, you know, we if if you had the cure for cancer, you're not gonna keep it with you. You're gonna want to, yeah, you know, give it to people. But we have something much more greater than a cure for cancer. It's a cure for all of mankind, all of humanity. It's a it's a, a the sinner's cure. You know, it's Jesus yeah. Christ. So how it's almost ridiculous to say that I, like, I don't have a, um, a desire to go and preach, you know, like it's, it's it, completely ridiculous. Yeah. If you love Jesus, you know, and, and it's, it's very convicting for me to even say these words. Cause I know I, I, I certainly yeah. don't do enough. Don't preach enough. Cause a lot of times we don't, we don't always have our minds on that. You know, we're always doing our own thing. We're going to college, we're going to work and kind of rush and going a million miles an hour. And, and we pass by so many people, so many like, uh, you know, lost souls. And I know that, you know, if, if God wants to reach them, he will. But, you know, I, I want, you know, not to sound, you know, boastful or whatever. But, you know, I, I would, I want to be the one that's preaching the gospel to those people, yeah. you know. I want to be used by God as much as I can, you know, because I know I don't want to, at the end of my life, be w- sitting there wasted saying, like, I never spoke to anyone about Jesus, you know. And and um, I think when we, one thing also just realized that this life, this home is not my own. Why should I care what people think of me if I'm preaching the gospel? You know what I mean? Like, my life is Jesus' life, and what Jesus wants me to do is to go out and preach to all the nations. Yeah, it's a command. It's a command, yes. And um, and I, I think w- we just have to kind of break out of that shell and, and realize that, like, why why are we embarrassed sometimes? You know, why do we have this, like, oh, man, let's just talk about this at church. You know, let's keep it in the church. We don't have to bring it out there, you know, kind of keep it into four walls. And I think that's such a lousy Christianity, you know. Yeah. I would say that the reason why people are ashamed is because they don't really know Christ. Mm-hmm. They don't have, a, per- they don't have a, a close personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. If, when, you, when you have a relationship with somebody, I was going to bring up like, I don't know, I feel like, actually, I won't go in that direction, but like when you have a relationship with somebody, it's going to be obvious, you know, you're not going to be ashamed of that person. If you, if you have a friend, it's going to be known that you're, the, that you're that person's friend, right? Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh I, oh, I hang out with this guy and like, you're going to 
say that under your breath like you don't want anybody to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, in some cases, it is like that because you have like a bad friend. But Jesus is a good friend. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus is, he's God. He's, but, he, but, he, but he has given us the ability to be friends with him, you know, to spend time with him, to be, um, to have a personal relationship with him. So, if, I mean, just to say it simply, if you have a personal relationship with Christ, it's inevitable that you will desire to preach the gospel. Because if you're constantly walking in communion, um, you're, it's not, with communion with Christ, it's going to be impossible for you to go read your Bible and pray and read about preaching the gospel and then an hour or a minute later um, not say anything about him. You mm-hmm. know? Because you're, the Holy Spirit, he, he sanctifies you. He changes your heart so that you realize, man, I got I to gotta say something. You know, I read about this today in the Word of God. I, I prayed about this today while I was praying. And the Holy Spirit is reminding you these things, and then you just you just delve deep into it, you know. And, and next thing you know, it's it's something that you love to do, you know. And, yeah. and even for me, like sometimes for me, I don't always want to talk to somebody about God. Why? Because I'm rushing or something like that. Um, and so that then you then another thing that comes into aspect is denying yourself. Um, so, um, but I was gonna mention like so, like for me, like looking at my life. That's the main the main thing that I would say that that to, if you wanna if you wanna truly be unashamed of Christ you have to have that tight relationship with Christ mm-hmm. where you have to be in prayer you have like every free moment that you have instead of like just going about something else like use that time to just get closer to Christ and pray that He would strengthen you to do these good things right mm-hmm. yeah and I, I I you mentioned the Holy Spirit um, just now um. I think we, we have this tool. I know that, you know, in the Bible it says, you know, God's given us everything. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, I think it's, sorry, guys, just one First second. Peter? Yeah. Three? Yeah, first Peter. Verse chapter one. I think it's Second Peter chapter two. Second Peter chapter, chapter, chapter one. Yeah. So it says, this is Second Peter chapter one, verse three. It says, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers in his divine nature, having escaped the, from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge. And it goes on, but um, it's one thing. Like God's given us all these tools to have. You know, Holy Spirit is, you know, we, we have if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, you have this, this boldness, you know, the Holy Spirit will help you, guide you, and, and, be, and, and it'll be so much easier to talk to these people. And, you know, if your life is devoted to Christ, sacrifice to Christ, and realize, you know, this, this life is not my own. You know, God, use me in any way that you can. Um, just like going into the, and then beginning of the podcast, you mentioned, mentioned being prepared. You know, the best way to prepare is prayer, you know spending time with God and, and prayer and, and reading the Bible. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, what, what are some other ways that you prepare? Um, and um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I would say that's, that's the most important thing. You know, I, th- I would say that kind of enca- encapsulates everything, but like even like small, I think even small things too, it's like, I mean, other like, how should I say it? Like things that branch off of, off of a, of a Christian's life can be like habits that you have, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, um, like, when you're in your car, what do you do in your car, you know? Are you, like, are you, are you maybe listening to a sermon? Um, are you feeling always, just always, like, what, whether you 
every free time that you have, just using that time to spend time with Christ, you mm-hmm. know. And it, like kind of always having this sober mind, you know. Yeah, always being sober minded. That's that's a good way of putting it. Too. Not not being distracted by anything else, you know. Not just like not being drunk or not being high, but sober minded, meaning, you know, we're not we're not distracted by any things of the world. You know, our mind is focused on one yeah. thing. It's in it, it's what's above. We're you know? renewing our minds in Christ. As yeah. It says in Romans twelve to. Um, not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Um, so, like, reminding ourselves. Every morning, you wake up, like, um, like I think, <laughs> I've honestly been struggling with waking up earlier and um, reading my Bible in the morning and praying in my, in my my on my knees in my room rather than in my car because I feel like I've been, re- every single morning for like the past week, I've been re- praying in my car because I'm waking, waking up late. But, mm-hmm. like, that's a practical way. And this is, this is the thing for me that I'm even learning is, like, Wake up earlier and just spend some time in prayer and renew your mind that you know what you need to get yeah. done today, you know. Um, spend some time in prayer. Maybe don't, maybe just sit there and even just think. Sometimes when I pray, before I even sit, like midway through prayer, like I'll think, think about um, like what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, what my life is supposed to be about, examining my life. And so just renewing your mind in Christ, simply said, you know. Yeah. Romans 12, chapter, verses 1 and 2 says that. And then in the same verse, it says, presenting your bodies a living sacrifice mm-hmm. for this is your reasonable service yeah you know amen. so and that goes along with um, being unashamed it's it's our reasonable service to be unashamed it's not it shouldn't be something that only that only um a certain group of christians or that do or like the pastor does that or the worst people on the worship team do that or people that are um maybe like more so on fire christians no every christian should have that desire Charles Spurgeon said that if, if I think um, many might know this saying, but Charles Spurgeon says that if um, if a person doesn't have the desire for lost souls to be saved, then he can assure himself that he's probably not him, not saved himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something really um, also that brings about a fear and that should bring about a sense of fear in, in Christians that aren't. Yeah, people, I can't I mean in people that's that that are saying they're Christians but are not preaching the gospel and don't, and don't have a desire to do that, then you could question their faith itself. Yeah, I mean... As genuine. Just especially nowadays, like, it, there's so many things, like, in the world that is going against God and, and saying, you know, God isn't cool. You know, there's so... just It's just becoming more and more twisted every single day, you know? So the more you stand up for God, the more hated you will be, especially now, because the whole world is... You know, they all hate Christianity, and, and, and they, they paint it as some evil picture because we're, you know, against all these things like, you know, wasting your life in, in drugs and in, in uh, you know, sex and, and uh, alcohol, whatever it might be, you know, and, and we have all like sexual orientation, yeah, sexual orientation, people ch- changing genders, changing the yeah. way that God created us. And it's all hate towards God, you know, and and, and it's kind of like we're losing this generation of men who stand with God and, 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 you know, you see all these, these uh, things just on the internet and like where, you know, the, this country used to stand for God. Now it's so against it, you know, like, and we're losing yeah. that. We're losing these men that are like, you know, Jesus is a lamb, but you know, also the lion, you know, you know, where's this, this passion, this readiness, like being prepared always to preach the gospel, you know? Yeah. I think, I think that there's even like a lot of men in our country that are like, they're, Let's speak. Let's, I mean, there's men in our country that have a sense of morality, but for Christians, I always say that there's a lot of like good Christian men. The reason mm-hmm. why I say good is because they have to be Christian, you know, in order to be good. Because 
the only way you're truly made good is if you are Christian. Yeah, you know, identified in Christ. Identified in Christ, where you're made righteous, holy. Like, in the eyes of the world, a good person can be just, like, your next-door neighbor. Like, they're a good person. But, right. um, but, the, but the point I'm trying to make is, like, that there's... That, the problem is, is that there's people that are just aren't doing anything. Like, if, if, if the, like, the silent majority, like, kind of people talk about, it's like, it, it shouldn't be a silent majority. You know, why does... Um, all all the evil so open and so outspoken about what mm-hmm. they do. You know, we Christians should be outspoken about what we believe. Like yes, if somebody yeah. is swearing, if somebody is using God's name in vain, it's like mention that to them. It's like, hey, do you know that one day you're gonna have to stand before that same, same that very name that you're mentioning in vain mm-hmm. and give an account for all your sins if you don't repent? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, why why are we standing in the in the background and watching everything kind of crash and burn? While we sit there kind of comfortably, we come to our pews and we kind of just spend time there. And then when we come out, you know, nobody really notices, you know, like the only thing that separates us from someone in the in the world is I like kind of, you know, just show up to church, you know. And yeah, it is really sad, you know, just like this. A, a lot of times we as Christians, we kind of just stand in the, sh- in, the in the shadows being silent, you know, um, instead of going out and, and being the hands and feet of Christ, the, the, you know, carrying our sword with us, the Bible, and knowing the, the truth and, and the knowledge and, and sharing that everywhere we go. Yeah. Um, you know, and I really, I, I really want this podcast not to be just, this episode at least, not to be just, you know, an, uh, a conviction, but also an encouragement. You know, and I'm, I'm convicted as well, but I'm also very encouraged. And I know we, we were talking about yeah. this last week. Why do, you know, it's like, it should be normal for us to be like, you know, let's, let's go talk to some people, you know, let's, yeah. You know, wherever we're hanging out, you know, just like, like the youth itself. Like, can you imagine how this, how, how much work God can do in the youth if everybody was just motivated to preach the gospel? Mm-hmm. Like, let's go in one e- Saturday evening and just, I mean, out and just go go together. This is just an, like an example. Let's just go together. And let's just go to downtown. We can do two two and twos and like talk to people. Yes, you know, not even downtown. You can go to like, um, these like suburb areas. You know, where there's like. Um, people that are have families, but so a lot of them are not Christians. You know, you yeah. can just go to a store and just stay outside of the store and just talk to somebody. You know, it's yeah. Like, and, and I think one thing also to mention it's it's a lot easier sometimes to some people don't want to open up unless you're friends. So I think it's not we don't just look at the the people with lost souls as a numbers game or collecting whatever, but it's also just like you know we're just showing the love of Christ that showed that Jesus showed us first, you know, and we pour that love out into other people, you know, and it's not just like, Oh, you know, you're going to hell, fix yourself, you know, but it's just the love of Christ. Like, like brother, like sister, I love you or, or whoever it is like, you know, in this, in the world, you know, your coworkers, just like, Hey man, I love you. And, and I I want you to have eternal life and this joy, eternal joy here on earth, you know, and, and I'll see you one day in heaven. Um, I don't know, like just, what are some kind of like last closing words of just encouragement to someone who is kind of maybe stuck in a shell right now and, you know, wants to preach the gospel, but kind of is just doesn't know how to start. I would say start this. I'll say this, that God desires to help us all to be, I mean, he, God has given us everything that we need. Mm -hmm. We just need to seek to lay hold of those things. Get on our knees and pray. Yeah. Prayer. Definitely. Um, about, I mean, like, I would say the most encouraging thing is, like, just be honest with yourself about your what, what things in your life are making you and what things in your life are breaking you. Like, if there's things in your life that are causing you to be, 
causing you to be too busy to reach out to somebody and to, and to speak to them, then um, be aware of those things and maybe even cut those things out because that's what that's what Jesus said. Um, in, in Hebrews chapter 12, it, it says, um, what does it say? It says, to cast off everything that besets and the, and the sin that so easily entangles, fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, um, running the race that is set before us. So in order to run the race, you have to, of, for Christ, being unashamed, being bold, being a, a witness, because all Christians should be witnesses, you have to possibly throw things off, you know. But I would say simply just start by prayer and be sincere with God. Like, God, I, I want to do these. I think it's so simple, you know. It's just like, come to God and say, God, I want to do these things and I need your strength. You know, I'm, I'm going to start reading my word, the word of God more. I'm going to start praying more. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'll say this. It takes God himself. It takes God to work. You have to put in your own effort. Yes, but it takes God. The Bible says that God works in us both to will and to act. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the desire for lost souls, if you don't have the desire to pray the Bible, if you don't have the desire, desire to do anything for God, um, which I'm sure there's not many that are listening to this podcast that are in that situation, because a lot of people do want to serve God, but they just can't, you know. Yeah. When it comes to that moment, they um, forget. Just just be honest with God and say, God, change my heart. Sanctify mm-hmm. me. That's what the Word of God says, that the will of God is our sanctification. So pray about it. Pray about it and just be honest with God about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, just we on this this podcast, we like we really want to encourage you guys. Um, just kind of self-reflect, step back and, and, and look at your lives, be honest with yourselves, you know, and, and, and be like, am I someone that carries the cross with me everywhere we go? And and we, we just really want to encourage you guys, just take time, you know, to, we, we all have these people in our in our lives where we, where we we know we should preach the gospel to. Um, let's all be unashamed Christians, you know. Yeah. Let's all go be the hands and feet in Jesus. Let's go preach the gospel everywhere. Go carry the cross with us and, and show God's love that we have in our hearts that he showed us first. And, um, and let's make like all disciples of Jesus, you know, and, and we'll be praying for you guys as you pray for us. And um, I want to thank you, Sam, for coming and joining me today. Um, it was a blessing. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, praise God, seriously. And and um, and I think that we can all learn something from this yes. episode and, and have encouragement. And, um, you know, God bless you guys. One, one last thing. Yeah. May he invade our hearts. Amen. I pray that God invades our hearts and he takes, um, that he has his rightful position in our lives. That's, Yes, that he's the center of it all. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my desire too. You know, I, I I'm not I'm not perfect. We're all being sanctified, mm-hmm. and we'll be and we will be sanctified to the day that we die. You know, but praise God. Yeah, praise God, everyone. Until next time, God bless you guys.